This is the Tabernacle Podcast with John Familia and me, Britton Bishop. What's up, John? It is September 2023. Yes, it is. And we coming. We're back. <laughs> we're, we coming. Uh, no, we're coming hard. Yeah. What did he say? He said, just tell him. We ain't coming no more. We ain't coming we no more. We here. <laughs> oh, we're referencing Coach Prime. Oh, yeah. I am on a Coach Prime high I'm, I'm, right it's now. It's deep. I love the it. The media doesn't know what to do with him. No, they have no yeah. idea. They Sorry. haven't known what to do with him since he got here. No. I know Tim's a big Coach Prime. We got Tim Manzer here. <laughs> Tim well. Manzer. You guys know Tim. The legend. Yeah. The man, you, the myth. We talked about it at the Ruck. You were watching the Coach Prime stuff yeah, too, weren't you? I, yeah. I really enjoyed the interview because, well... <laughs> It makes interviews interesting. Now. Yes, yes. Oh, I love yes. It. They're not boring anymore. <laughs> oh, my favorite. My favorite was actually a couple of weeks ago. Uh, if you don't know who Coach Prime is, it's Deion Sanders, who was a Hall of Fame, two-time Super Bowl winner, only athlete to play in a Super Bowl and a World Series, hmm. and he's doing an interview uh, where the media is like, "Why are you so whatever?" And you know, and and his response was, "Y'all don't understand." He goes, you did not make me, therefore you cannot break me. You did not create me, you can't kill me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah he's so, killing yeah. it. Yeah, but we're back. I miss this. We're back. I miss this. We're back. And I'm, I'm, and we're honored, Tim, that you've come back and you've brought us a new friend. Yes. And we're super on, honored to have um, Peppy Martin, right? It's Martin. Yes, does, Peppy does, Martin. Yeah, we just met a few minutes yeah. ago. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Peppy Martin is 65 years old. He's a part of the Lighthouse Church of God, and uh, he has an amazing story. And so we're kicking off with Change the Life Story, right? Absolutely Britain? kicking yeah. it off. So this is our first episode back, Podcast Family. We missed you guys, but I will say the month of August was restful for me, at least. Got to play some golf, got to play coach some football, didn't have to think about the podcast for a minute. Uh, and so, but I will, with all that being said. It's good to be back. I miss the dungeon. It's good to I be back the in dun- the dungeon. I miss the dungeon. so much I brought Tropical Vibe today because it's a little dark in here. No so, free shout-outs. No free shout-outs. Celsius. Celsius yeah. Live yeah. fit. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll see as the podcast continues. We're on a very – I think I would venture to use the word desperate – uh, to get sponsored by somebody, yeah. <laughs> nobody so, yeah. will do it. So, hey, hey, Lighthouse Church of God, no free shout outs. Yeah. Yeah. Just want to say, yes. you know, do the right thing, yes. support the podcast. <laughs> uh, so, no, the Tim, the Tim Manzer Trust. Yes, you know, Tim Manzer Trust. Stop helping Pelicans in South Florida and consider us. Is just what I'm saying. I love it. You, no, I do have a quick story. Of course, this uh, morning I get a te- uh, text from my daughter. It's a picture. Her backyard is completely flooded, right? Oh man! And she lives on the Boardman River, and all three of my kayaks are gone. So I'm oh, just no. working through that at the moment. Hey, kayaks, no free shoutouts. Tim Manson needs a new kayak. Yes. Hey, so if you own an outdoor hey, if store, you're listening to this. And you go to New Hope Church. You need to love your pastor. No Get this doubt. One. He wants four this time. Yeah, he doesn't yeah, need three. One. Wasn't enough. He needs two. Give him four because uh, he three for whoever he's kayaking with, and one for Britain. Yeah. <laughs> I'm need bigger than mine. Did a pontoon. That's so. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, so we're jumping in uh, with Pepe's uh, Change Life Story. So, uh, yeah, kind of where did it all start for you at? Uh, where it started with me, uh, I was 17. Mm. Started at 17 using. No, but my mother and father, they loved, they loved God. We went to church. I had, uh, I had 10 brothers and three sisters. <laughs> you know, and uh, five of them passed. You know, and uh, I'm in the middle. And I was the out of t- out of ten out of all of them. I'm the only one been to prison, you know. And uh, but my mother and father they loved me no matter what I did. 
they came, they they came, they stayed with me. They they just they never said what I couldn't do. They mm. always told me I can do it. Mm. You know, my mother used to tell me that uh, we all have we all have choices in life. You know, God give you God give us all gifts. We all have choices. You know, if you don't if you don't do if you don't uh, use your gifts, God will take them away. You know, so I learned that long when I got on this journey. You know, so I just I started using my one of my brothers helped uh, introduce me with with weed. That's where you started with the drugs. Mm. So I started that, and then I hit when I hit uh, my senior year, I started using, smoking, drinking, and I just kept going. When I got out, when I got into in that cut that uh, that summer, I was going into Northeastern, and then because I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I just was just going through the motions, you know, so I just, I started using, I started smoking. When I hit 21, I started using again. You know, I, I kept going, it's just getting, getting, it was getting more and more from weed mm. to alcohol. And I couldn't stand alcohol, but I just done it because, you know, I had to balance it all up. Mm. So I used the drugs, I did the alcohol. Then I got 21, when I hit 21, can I slow the story down? Yeah, All right. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Talk about the choir. <laughs> oh, sorry. He's going back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going back. That's what Tim's hey, here. Yeah. Clevy don't play. He went to yeah. DEFCON yeah. 4. Yeah. 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 He has this good thing to have uh, Tim. Sometimes I have to move. I move kind of fast. He moves way too fast. I got to slow down. It's all good. It's all good. I love so the I story about singing in the choir. Wait. I'm going to go back deeper. Before we get to the choir, where are you from? Chicago. Chicago. Okay. What part? Of Chicago, right in uh, right north northwest side, northwest. Drop like five minutes from downtown. Gotcha. Are you a yeah. Cubs or a White Sox fan? I like them both. Okay, <laughs> but, but when whoever's they, winning, when, yeah. yeah but when they when they come together, I go to I go Sox. Yeah. Okay, of course. I, I yeah. respect it. Same. Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what I see you talking about, I was I was in the choir, you know, cause uh, I told you it's a bunch of us, it was all of us. As you get older, some of them just left, yeah. left the church. They did their own thing. But I kept going, even though I started, I was still using, and I was still, I was, I was in the, I started singing in the choir. Now we have a, uh, there's a door, there's a door right, right by the steps. All I have to do is step down, I'm right out the door. Ah, you know, plan. So, yeah. so when we start, when we start singing, when we singing, and after we get through singing, they did the offering, right? As soon as they say the offering, when they say the offering, I was, I was gone. <laughs> I shot up out the back. But you love the choir. I mean, you wouldn't be there because that's work, right? Yeah, I yeah. sung. So there's something that you were... Yeah, because yeah, yeah, my mother and father used to tell me, you know, you can't, you can't just sit around. Yeah. You know, you got to serve in mm. something. You know, you can't just sit up in there warming up a seat. <laughs> Get out there and do something. Can you, you come know? to my church and yeah. just preach yeah. that again? <laughs> I think you did a better job than I did. Uh, I love it. You know, so... You heard it here first. I said, I did. I did. I did whatever my father, my mother wanted me to do. Mm. He said, you want to, you want to, uh, I wasn't good at pre uh, praying, you know, so I did the Lord's Prayer. That's mm. all I knew. Yeah. You know, but uh, he told me, get up there and uh, read something. I'll do it. You know, he'd be on the de deacon board. You want to do that? But I, I never told him no. Mm. You know, I just went on and did it. You know, even though I knew I would, I didn't want it. I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. But I did it anyway. Yeah. 
you know. And all of those times, like, where were you, like, personally at with Jesus? Like, was there any thoughts of, like, as you're singing these songs or you're hearing the sermons or you're doing those stuff, like, was there any, like, thoughts of, like, man, this is real? Or, like, is it, like, I'm good, I'm just doing this for mom and dad? No. Yeah. I'm doing it. I'm doing this for mother, my mother and father, but also, man, when I was up there singing, I wasn't listening to what I was singing. Mm. It was just coming out. Yeah. You know, my mind was thinking of, I can't wait till I get out of here. Mm. I want to leave. You know, so once I get out, I can do my own thing. You know, that was my thing. I was, that was my God doing me. Yeah. I was, I was, my, I was my own God mm. doing when, my own when thing. When you skipped out, what to do? When you took off from church? I went straight, got me something to drink. Mm. You know, went to the guys who never went to church. Yeah. Went around with them. You know, I just, I just kept doing that. And the more I stung around, kept around, the more you, like you, like you dwell on certain things, it'll, it'll come to pass. Mm. I kept on with the guys. They introduced me to more drugs, mm. more drugs, more drugs. Then soon later, one guy, I was going to go to his house. One day, come to find out, he was right in front of us. He was in the he was in the in the kitchen. Had old old deed, you know. It was going through. I was seeing a lot of that stuff. I saw my sister, my father went and saw my what's wrong what's wrong with my uh, my sister. She's a year older than me. They was they couldn't they couldn't find her, so they went to her house. They went to her house and she opened they opened up uh, the closet door, and she was she was down there. And the like it, like a like an embryo, mm-hmm. you know. And she was in there with the pipe in her hand. Mm. You know, now she's like over thirty years clean. Mm. You know, but uh, all that stuff we went through, my mother and father was still there. Mm. All they did was pray. I'm mm. almost certain that's what she did. We didn't know it when they got. You know, the Bible said, when you pray, go in go in your house, mm-hmm. shut the door, and pray. Mm. And that's what they did. Yeah. Cause we never saw it. We just did it on our own. Cause I know it because where I'm at now, mm. he has he has to been looking out for me. Yeah, I love yeah. that. So you're 21, using, still doing church stuff here and there and stuff like that. But when did kind of, when did you see kind of your life? Like, was there a part where it was like, you know what, I'm done with all this. I'm doing me completely. I'm not even going to play this game anymore. Or did it get worse? Yeah. You know what? You know. You know the thing about it. I kept going to church, hmm. kept going, didn't hear nothing. I just was going through the motions. Because what it was, you know, even though you go to church, you can still be separated from God. Oh, yeah. Mm. See, I didn't know none of that stuff. I just was just doing this for my mother and father. You know, then I, but I kept on doing I kept on doing my own thing. And that's when I got, they caught me, hmm. you know. Because the guy gave, God gave me some uh, speakers. Hmm. And I went to I went to sell them. Come to find out, those speakers were from my church, <laughs> you know. And I'm out there trying to sell our church's speakers. Didn't know who they were. <laughs> 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 so so what it was, then the police caught me, mm. and come to find out, when the people when the guys come out of that door, come out of the, out of the out of the car, it's my father, and uh. My uh, my niece's my niece's husband. Oh dang! Now husband. Busted. I'm seeing both of them looking at me, and I'm looking at my father. You know, and I just, you know, you got me, because mm. ain't nothing I could say. 
You know, if I say some, I'm, I'm here, they got the stuff in my hand. I'm not going to, I got it in my hand, so I'm just going to take the weight, mm. you know, because I got it. Mm-hmm. I can't, if I tell a man, I didn't get him, I didn't do this, I didn't do that. I'm a dope, I, I'm, I'm on drugs. Mm. I did all that, they're not going to believe me. Mm. So, I, so I went, I did it. And I took it, that's when I first went to jail. You know, but uh, they didn't want to press charges. But, you know, so when you, sometimes when you, when you get pressed charges, they say if they don't do it, sometimes the guy, the judge, or whatever, they'll, they'll press charge, mm-hmm. you know. You know, so I did that. I kept going down, and I got, kept going more and more to jail. And then one time, uh, it was in 2008, I was going in there, and the judge, it, I would say, I was going in there for 40 bucks for a, a bag of rocks, four bags of rocks. That's $10 a piece, $40. So he told me, if you don't, uh, if you come back in front of me, I'm going to charge you as a char- uh, class X felon. When you're a class X felon, you, uh, they could get you either way from three to 14, 16 years. Mm. You know, he could just, anywhere between those years, he'd give them those. You know, so I, uh, so, so sorry, what, what, what were your jail time before that? Would it be like 60 days, a couple months? So what, uh, I, what I did when I, when I went to, when I went to jail, I go to, we go to court and then they're giving you probation. Okay. You know, so I went there, I did that two, two times. I went there and I got temptation when I got, so I, I got out, maybe stayed out a month or so. And but then I, I go back. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize I wasn't paying no attention to the judge, mm. and that was the same guy. So then I, the, the third time I came and been there, after, after I told him, he had told me, uh, you don't if you come back, I'm gonna charge you as a class X felon. So I came back within a month, within a week, within a week, I comes back in front of him. I said, I, I'm talking to the guys in the, the bullpen. He said, man, you better hope you don't have that same guy. Most likely you do. I said, man, he won't even know who I am. But when I got there, he seen me. He said, six years. Damn. Right there, as soon as I, he got me all the way up there, then he said, six years. Yeah, I told him that, and I told him, hey, uh, I'm addict. I just need some help. He said, well, I'm going to give you help, giving you six years. You know, it's what you do with it. It's up to you. Mm. So, and that's, that basically started my journey. Even as a journey with doing all the, you know, even going to all the drugs, you're still going through a journey. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I was going through that. My mother and father used to tell me, son, if you, you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. <laughs> you know, when you, you know, then, uh, then he would, she would tell, they would, that's because my mother, my father was born in 1919. Mm-hmm. My mother was four years younger. And they didn't have, all they knew how to, they write there. Yeah. Just write, sign their name. Yep. But they had wisdom. You know, and he was just telling me, when you do right, it'll follow you. Yeah. When you do wrong, that's going to follow you. You just got to be nice. You got to be kind. Look out for people. But as long as you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. That's a word. Yeah, so. <laughs> and those, they, don't, they don't say too much, but those are the things they would say. Yeah. You know, so I just, when I thought about whenever I did something wrong, that pops in my head. Mm. You know, so. uh when I went to 2018 or 2008, I went to prison. Mm. When I went to prison, they wanted, you know, in Chicago and Illinois, they got a prison 
state for uh, all for uh, substance abuse. It's called Sheridan, but I didn't want to go there, so I told him, "I want to go. Give me to. Come on to go. I want. I want. Uh, I want help. But I want to go. I don't want to go to a Sheridan. I want to go to. I could talk to other people. So I went to. A, I went there. You know, when I got there, remember I got six six years, mm-hmm. and then uh, by me going to the to go for a drug drug rehab. That shaved my that shaved my from six to three years, okay. right? So when I did that, after the first year, they put a paper up there, and it says from now on, if God, if the judge give you ten years, you're gonna do the whole ten. Mm-hmm. There's no more half. Only way you could get half if you do good time, like going to a substance abuse. You have no problem, right? So, so I had to do that. I did all of that, but I was 2011 to uh. Uh, that was the last year. I got like eight. I had my eight more, eight more, nine more months later, hmm. and that's when everything started happening. You know, especially because uh, start getting headaches. You know, so and there was another guy, just, guy who just came into the room, because in that place you got a hundred guys on one side, a hundred guys on another side, and every room is twenty guys in there. Oh man, packed up in there. Yeah. You know, you could just walk down the middle. That's only you could do. Walk in, go into your, go into your bunk. You know, but uh, three years you had twenty roommates. Twenty years, yeah. Fights, all that. We had to have a guy. You had to have a guy in there who's, who, oh, who runs, to twenty guys. Mm-hmm. You know, we had to, we had to choose who's going to be the guy who's going to run it. And whatever goes wrong, you know, he's responsible. You know, he'd, he'd go to the guard, and then we'll, we'd take care of it. Yeah. Internally. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's rough, man. Yeah. So, like, during this time, is, is this getting your attention, or is it just, oh, I'm just, I'm just going to endure? Yes. So what I was or doing. Or something, like, is something changing? Because, yeah. like, I wrote down, if you keep doing what you're doing, you keep getting what you're getting. Yeah. Like, is that starting to sink in yet? Yeah, it was, it was, it wasn't there yet. But what it was, uh, what it's, when, he, when, he, when he hit me, even when he hit me with the six years, it really didn't bother me, mm. you know, because I've been there. Well, I never did the six. I did, they gave me three the one, one time, and uh, it didn't bother me, you know, but I did just the six. I just, man, I'm going to, I'm just, I need to, I need to buckle up, you know, do what I got to do. Mm. You know, because, you know, my mother called me, Cause what I did, you know, you say when you do, if I did what I did, right? You, they say you gotta deal with, uh, take the weight, mm-hmm. meaning just go and mm-hmm. deal with it. Mm-hmm. Don't bother with your mother, your father, your wife, or your kid. Take care of your, take care of your business in prison, you know, because there ain't nothing you could do out there. Go in there and do what you have to do, and get out, and hopefully don't come back, you know. But uh, I just. I was I was trying at this time. I was trying to do what I had to do. Then I met a. Then I met when I was in the. I was in the. It's called Twenty Six in California in Chicago. In Chicago, mm-hmm. and it was uh, there was some guys used to come in, and talk to the, and talk to the uh, talk to the inmates, mm-hmm. and these they only talk to the guys who's uh, in, in uh, substance abuse. You know, doing stuff like that. Who's trying? Who's not been there that long? So it was uh it was two guys, both of these guys. One was the leader, 
of the vice lords. Other one was the lieutenant. The lieutenant is the one. He's the one who the leader tells him to mm-hmm. take care of business, mm-hmm. right? So these two guys, they had uh, both of them had life. I don't know how they got out. I guess they made some type of the the, the DA did mm-hmm. something to help. In other words, in other words, they they out. Mm-hmm. So what what they did, they they got uh I can get the words out. You know, if you if you get a you can if you ain't did your uh, high school diploma, GED. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They went and got their DGED. Now both of those guys, they got their doctor's degree, and then they they came they they came and they talked to us, and they talked to us and they asked me, when did you first start using? Then I told them uh, seventeen, and that's when the guy told me that's when you stopped growing, mm-hmm. and he just left it at that. You know, and then I just thought about it when I came, when I said, when I, I heard about that, I said, man, I, could, I, didn't, I, didn't, I couldn't wrap that around my head. Mm. You know, how I'm, I'm growing up, yeah, but not, not there, not in the middle, mentally. Yeah. Mm. And, and Pepe, both of these fellows that had been part of the gangs that had come back to minister in the jail were Christians now, right? Uh, that day, I didn't, I don't know, okay. but they was. They was doing what they was doing was right. Yeah, mm-hmm. they had yeah. come back, left the gangs, and yeah. come back to. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they did all of that, and that, and the thing about that, even though their doctors did, they got doctor's degree, they still they still got a, they still like say if you can't if you want to get a job, you got that application that says, have you been convicted? Yep. That's a mark, mm-hmm. and you can't even though he's he's doing good, mm-hmm. it's a doctor's degree. You still got that. When they look at that, they're gonna look at that like they did with me. Yeah. You know, you can't even get up. You can't go. You can't do anything. Mm. They try to stop you from doing it. Mm. How could a person turn their life over when you? You got the mark. You got yeah. the mark on you, right? Quick. Mm. You know, but you gotta you gotta learn how to uh, learn how to persevere. Yeah. Got to keep going. So when he came in and he told you, that's when you stopped growing. Uh, at that point, how much time did you have left of your sentence? When I did that, I hadn't got sentenced yet. Oh, okay. So when he did that, that's when it started st- sticking in my okay. head. Mm, yeah. Because he said, we got to stop growing because that so gave me you... something to think about. Yeah. I said, man, what is he talking about? Because, like, how old were you at this time? I was 54. So mm. 54, and he's telling you it's 17 when you stop growing. Like emotionally and as yeah. a, as a yeah. person, yeah. I'm 54 years old, and I'm listening. This guy telling me, "You stopped growing when you were 17." And I just it just it just stuck in my head. Yeah. That's when I said I got to I got to change. Mm. That's when I went to prison. And then I got it in the 2011. I was getting ready to uh, hold hold on. When I was in there, the 2011, I was getting ready to leave. No, it was, it was that eight nine months. Mm-hmm. I had a, uh, I had a stroke, aneurysm, and didn't know I was getting ready to be having seizures. All this was happening at the same time. All while you're in prison. Yeah. So I got up in there because I it was a little headache. Yeah. You know I didn't know what it was, and then the guy talked to a guy. He was, he spoke. He said his name. He asked me my name, and I couldn't get no words out. Hmm. So and they took me to the to the guard, and the guard told him there's something wrong with Pepe. He can't, he can't even talk. Then the guard said, get back, sit down. 
you know, because it was like 10 o'clock at night. Nothing you could do. Sit down. You know, you think, you know, you're doing things like that. They think you're in prison. They think you're lying. Just to go to the uh, in, enough infirmary. Infirmary. Yeah. yeah. You know, so uh, I did that. When I woke up, I, I couldn't go to sleep because I was in pain. When I got up, my head was like a jackhammer. <laughs> and a rip, I mean, it was hitting me mm-hmm. upside my head. Then they, they took me to the infirmary. And then I sat there for five days. They didn't give me nothing but uh, I called them Tic Tacs because those painkillers wasn't doing anything. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so, so it, just, it just was, it was just hurting. Yeah. And that took me, after the five days, I'm sitting there. Then they finally called the ambulance. When the ambulance came and got me, he looked at me. He said, this man, how long has he been, how long has he been this way? He said, five days. And he said, he's got an aneurysm. It's one that this guy hasn't, it hasn't even bust. So they go with me, they took me to the, took me to the hospital. The first hospital, they didn't want me there. So I had to go further. Took me another hour, took me an hour to go to Peoria. So we went, we went there. You know, I, I got there and they, they, they put me in, they took me into IV. And that's when I realized, when, after when I got out, that's when I realized I, was, I had something with, they gave me stomach kepra. Mm-hmm. That's for seizures. Yeah, I didn't know I was dealing with seizures, aneurysm, and stroke. All this was happening at the same time. So then, when I found out, I stayed there for about four days, and then I came back. So now I had to take these pills, and I, I'm going there. I said, "Now nah, I can't talk." That's when I thought about my mother. Mm-hmm. When my, my mother told me, "God gives us all gifts." And if you don't use them, you're going to lose them. And that's when I realized I can't talk. I can't sing. I thought about me in the choir. <laughs> I was up there playing around, playing around with God. Basically, that's what I was doing. Yeah. Playing around with God, singing, singing, singing his words. And I was just, I was just belting out songs, mm. you know, just because just I know I could sing it. Mm. You know, but uh, I said, no, nah, I wish I could. I wish I could. Now I wish I could have had that voice back, yeah. you know, and I could sing. So then I just, I sat there. Then they gave me a speech therapist. All they did was give me, uh, she gave me uh, the tools, you know, because they're going to have me keep calm. They gave me, she came two times. And uh, what, what kept me, what had me to learn how to eat, uh, to speak again was Dr. Seuss. <laughs> For real? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> At age 54? Age 54. She gave me a little, she didn't give me that, I couldn't get the whole book. She come with, she come and she gave me papers mm-hmm. with Dr. Seuss. So I went through Dr. Seuss, the cat in the hat. I did that. rhyming. Yeah, I did that. I did that all the way, even when I got out. Because wow. I, couldn't, I couldn't do remember. I didn't know nothing. I didn't know nothing. Everything I, I knew, I lost all of it. Mm. I lost, I was like, a, I was a grown man. It was almost like what that guy said. If you ain't 17, if you uh, you lose it. Yeah, yeah. You know? You stop growing. You stop growing. Wow. And, and it's just, and it's just, now, look at me, it's even worse. Because I'm dying, now I'm going through all of this. I just said, well, then I just, I said, I thought about, I said, man, I thought, I sat there, said, God, I need some help. That's the first time I asked him. You know, out of all that time, 
from 17 all the way to 54. I just said, I need some help. Mm. That's all I said. I need some help. I'm look, I'm here by myself. I got stuff going up in my head. I can't think. I don't even know who I am because I can't talk out loud. I said, I need some help. I can't even read my Bible. I could read. I could look at it. I can't say it out loud. So I'm looking at it. I said, God, if I wish I could just sing, just do something, I'll sing for you. Mm. You know, so uh, one day I just, they came. They was having a preacher came. And then one of the guys, because I used to sing before this happened, I was singing in the choir in the prison. Mm. So one of the guys sent me, and they told me, uh, Peppy, you want to come? I said, I can't walk over there. He said, he said well, they, they pulled, pulled me over there. So I went up in there, and I sat there. And the guy, he knew me. He said, Peppy, I wish you could sing. You know, I know you're in bad shape. And I sat there, you know. And, you know, when I sat there and I pulled up there, and all of a sudden, it got to, I got to, it got to see me, I did this, got the mic. And all of a sudden, music, it just, the words just came out. I sung, uh, A Change's Gonna Come. Mm. And, that's, and that's the song that, because uh, you know that, you know about that song, is about Martin Luther King and all of that. Mm-hmm. Never heard it. Yeah. You might have to sing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that. Oh no 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 no! Yeah. The Benny has issues, but <laughs> but we're gonna let you sing, okay? Sing right now. Yeah, yeah. I was born by the river in a little tent. Oh, just like the river, I've been running. I've been running ever since. It's been a long. A long time coming, but I know a change gonna come. Oh, yes, it will. It's been too hard living, and I'm afraid to die. Oh, cause I don't know what's up there beyond the sky. It's been a long, a long time coming, but I know a change will come. Oh, yes, it will. I'll go to the movies and I'll go downtown. Oh, cause I don't know what's up there beyond the sky. It's been a long, a long time coming, but I know a change gonna come. Oh, yes, it will. Then I go to my brother. And I said, brother, brother, would you help me, please? Then it winds up, it winds up knocking me back down on my knees. Whoa, there's been times that I thought I couldn't last for long. Oh, 
cause now I know I think I'm able, I'm able to carry on. It's been a long, a long time coming, but I know, oh Lord, I know, a change gonna come. Oh, yes, it will. True. That song, I just, it just got to me. Hmm. That was one of my, that's my favorite. It's, it's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, you can sing on our podcast anytime it, it, you want. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you just, By the way, you just changed the rule. Yeah. <laughs> Pepe lived through segregation, hmm. and, uh, and uh, that is one of the freedom songs yes. uh, from segregation. And that's why it was powerful to you, but it's changed. He changed the meaning of it mm, yeah. to his life. Yeah. Spiritually speaking, the change is going to come. They talk about in their singing, they're going to go to the movies. Yeah. That was the change that's going to come. I'm going to have the right to walk yeah. into a movie as a, a man of color and sit down and watch that. Yeah. But you're referring to change in your change life. Change in my life. Yeah. And mm. you became a new so, creation in Christ. So, so if I can get this right, and that's awesome. He he's in a wheelchair. You're in a wheelchair. Yeah, and you could barely talk. You can't walk. They had to wheel you there. Yeah, can't sing. Man, I wish I could sing. And then give me the mic, and boom, that came out. Yeah, that was your first time singing since the aneurysm yeah. stroke. Yeah, I couldn't say a word. I just it's like a testimony. I just, my <laughs> hand just reached out. He said, "I wish you could sing." It just gave, and I grabbed the mic. I didn't know what I could sing. It just where it just came out. Hmm. That's when I said, that's when I first signed, I said, well, I know there's a God. Hmm. You know? You know, it took, you know, sometimes the person has to go all the way down to hmm. the bottom in order where you can see your, see your way up. Hmm. You know, so that's the way, it, that's how I felt. Hmm. I, was, I was so low that I couldn't go nowhere. God had to wake me up. Hmm. Took almost, took my, almost took my life. Basically, he did. To be sitting there with an aneurysm, you know, the aneurysm was the size of a league ball right there, side of my left side. And it didn't take, it didn't bust. I had a stroke, got through that. Uh, alcohol, drug for over 30 some years, got, through, got me through that. I didn't realize none of that, you know? And then when I got out, I mean, as soon as I got out, man, I, I used again, you know. You think you got it? Cause my mother and father told me. I said, well, "I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm not going back." My father, my mother said, "I'll see." Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't say, she didn't say nothing negative. She just said, "I'll see. I'll be praying for you," and just left it at that. So when I got out, I used again. And then when I got out, my father had dementia. All of this was different. You know, he had to go to a, he had to sell the house and go to a hospital. And my mother had one leg, took off, you know. And now my mother and father used to get up 5 o'clock in the morning and do their thing and having 13 kids. Now she can't even make, get up and make no breakfast. She can do nothing. And I'm sitting there. They lived in a, the place was like rat infested because they couldn't mm-hmm. clean up or nothing. Then I get up and I leave. And I go to another. I went to my friend's house right across the street, and I sat there and I stayed there. 
But then when I got out and used, I got out that next morning, I just, something came over me. I went to a place where I used to play ball, and I sat there and I just, I just put my, rose, raised my hand up, and I said, God, I can't do this no more. You know, I just, please, take this taste of drugs out of my heart, out of my mind, out of my heart. I don't want to die in this, in this, in this, in this pain, all these drugs. You know, so uh, then I left it at that. And then it wasn't a week later. Uh, of course, uh, the, the next, that Sunday, because it was like a Monday, that Sunday I went to church, and then the pastor was talking about putting all your, bed, or your, your burdens. She had a cross up there, and she talked about all your burdens. You know, put it, leave it, on, leave it up to God. When she got through, I'm bawling, and I turned my life over to God. That's when I turned my life over to God right there. I, you know, I did from 17 years old all the way to 55. Not once did I go in there and ask God for some help. I just was saying, only way I could, only way I could stop using is go back to jail. Every time I opened up my mouth, you know, God answered it. You know, it just said, be careful. They talked about, the Bible talks about the mouth, you know. And, uh, and I was, every time I said it, I just said, man, I just go back. You know, and I just, but now, and then, then I, so when I, when I, when I got out, I, what, I did, what, I did, what I did different, I got me a prayer partner. So when I got up. When I got up in there and I turned my life over to God, then I just worked. Then I said, man, I need to give me a prayer party. You know, these stuff, that month, that, I didn't know that was the Holy Spirit telling me this. You know, get your help, get your prayer partner. You need to go something. The only way you can do that, you got to walk differently. You know, so I got me a prayer partner. And I asked, I said, I want me a woman, older woman, who could get a prayer through. You know, I said, I don't want no guy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, uh, so uh, I figured I could relate more with a woman because my sister, year older than me, I used to hang with all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, so I got her. I've been, I'm still with her since 2011 till now. Mm-hmm. So I talked to her, and she did a we did a one on one. Then I didn't know what that was. So I went to her house. She fed me. Then she's sitting together. Then she told me to pray. I said, I don't know how to pray. She said, you're talking to me, right? Talk to him like that. You know, so I, so I kept doing it. And she would give me, give me text, text, uh, some papers. And, and what's the word? Put the word in. Uh, verses. Yeah, when you put the words in, it's, it's a card. It's like word. an index card. Yeah. 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 Sorry about that. No, it's good. Yeah. You give me index cards. Give me two, sometimes three, with scriptures on it. And then we'll talk about him. And then I just, it's just keeping me, I didn't realize that what she was doing, she was training me all over again. Something I didn't know anyway. But now the things, now I know, I want to know. I'm thirsty for it. Mm. You know, so I just, I just kept on. She kept teaching me, kept learning, kept learning. And then all of a sudden in 2015, I was in a, I was singing in the choir, and the pastor wanted me to, to sing, change going to come. Mm. He wanted me to sing, so I got up, I get up there to sing. As soon as I stand up there, 
I think it was like 12, 1 o'clock. Next thing I knew, it was 7 p.m. at night. I was in the hospital. I had a, I had a, a seizure. I couldn't, I didn't know. I didn't know what, I didn't know where I was at. I had a seizure. I did that. Then the next time, the next week, next thing I knew, I went to the doctor. Uh, I, had, uh, I had cancer. So when I did, I had cancer. So I had five brothers and three sisters, right? So they told me, you, gotta, you, gotta, you can't be by yourself. So I went and stayed with my, with my older sister. She smoked cigarettes, and I don't like smoking. So I stayed there for a little while, you know, and I finally got my own place. And it took me a long time, you know, trying to do things. I used to be by my brother all the time. We had in our own house. We had a, me and him. But I finally got my own, you know. It took me a long time, you know, since I got out from the left town 11. Mm. It was 2014. Mm. And I finally got me a place. You know, and every time I got me a place, it was October 1st. You know, I asked God to give me a place. And that's all he gave me. Gave me a little room with a bed. So then October 1st, I said, well, nah. This is how this works. I said, God, give me a, give me a bed with a, a kitchenette with closets. You know, I, I got that October 1st. And then, but then uh, I was in so much pain. And uh, I told him I'm coming back home. You know, I got the Blue Cross Blue Shield. And what they did, I got me a place they could, I could take me, come to get me to go to chemo and take me back. So I did that. And then one night, it was at 2 in the morning. And all of a sudden, my nose, I could feel, I could feel something. It was, no, it was blood. You know, like if you take water and you pour it out, mm-hmm. that's how the blood was coming out of my nose. And I said, I said wow. So I, I was able to get my phone. And I called my prayer partner. I told her what was going on. And she said, I'll pray for you. So what I did, I said, I said, God, I need some help. It's 2002 in the morning. What am I going to do? So, I, so all of a sudden, I got went and got me a towel. I was like this, and I had about a bunch of tape, t- toilet tissue. I'm running out because I'm study poking my, my mouth. So I got me some uh, towel, nice cold towel. I was just going to put it on my nose, but I put it over a whole my, my whole face. And then she started talking to me. And she was praying for me. Then I, then all of a sudden I was able to fall asleep. I wasn't in no pain. I was just sitting there. Then next, you know, I moved. The blood was gone. And then she was calling. She was saying, she was saying, son, son, son. Then I woke up. She said, God, God got you, put you, God put you to sleep, didn't he? <laughs> I said, yeah. I feel good. I don't have no pain. I could go to sleep now. So that's that's another reason. That's another reason why I know. How good, how good God is. Mm, mm. You know, God could get you to sleep even when you got when you got some pain. God could, God could heal that pain. Mm. What was the name of that prayer, that prayer partner? Because it sounds like she discipled you. Yeah, yeah, her trained name, you uh, up. Her name yeah. is Anne, Anne, Anne Goins. And she was a lot older than you. You said. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I'm, I'm picturing some of the older ladies in churches that I went to, um, just like an old saint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was. Uh, I don't. I, sorry, if she's listening, I, I didn't yeah. call you old. You're a blessed yeah. saint. Yeah, yeah. But yes. she is very old. Right? Yeah, yeah. She's in that. And she's alive still. Yeah. Wow. You know, she the one. She the one. She's, she's the one now. She uh, she does the, she does the Bible study. Hmm. She didn't want to do that at first because they always wanted her to do Bible study. She said, "No, when God calls me, I'll do it. I'm not going to do it just because you want me to do it." 
So why did she say yes to you? Like, it sounds like you went to her and said, hey, I need a prayer partner. You know what it was? Uh, the pastors, when I wanted, I wanted, when I first came in, I, I was like thirsty for, thirsty for God. I want it. I want it now. But I, I still got that now frame of mind. Mm-hmm. I want it now. So I was then until then, next thing you know, I go home. They called me. And that was the, the pastors. That was Ann, the lady who I wanted. I said, that's the one I wanted. She didn't even know who I was. I knew the brother. You know, the mm-hmm. brother's brother. So I had him at the end. She calls me. She said, she said, Bobby, you Bobby? I said, yeah. That's what they called me. Mm-hmm. And then she said, uh, you want to be a, you need a prayer partner? I said, yeah. I said, I'm, I'm Ann. I said, okay, I know your voice. So I became, she became, her, I've been her first prayer partner. Mm-hmm. Now she's got four or five of them. Wow. You know, and she's, now she's my spiritual mother. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, cause she's, she taught me with those with those cards, you know how to how to how to learn how to pray. I'm still I'm just not learning how to pray with with Pat, with him because he caught me one time in the prison. He said, "Pray." I didn't have to think. I couldn't think, so the words God just gave me the words to say. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I, I had to learn. But then, but then when I overcame that, I overcame that cancer. When I overcame that. I came here because I got tired of staying in Chicago. Well, okay, wait, wait, wait. Chicago to Northern Michigan. Like, how did that? Like, how did you even know about Northern Michigan? I mean, this is like the barbarian white yeah. North. It's just cold. Why didn't you go south? Because, yeah, because uh, <laughs> my remember I had two nephews. They came here. One okay. was eighteen, one nineteen. Okay. You know, when I came here, one was in. They was in their forties. Every time I seen them, we was at. Uh, they would come to Chicago. They was at uh, funerals and stuff. Mm-hmm. They just come in and come out. And then one day, they told me I had overca- I had overcame the cancer at mm-hmm. that time. Then he said, "Oh, he said, Unc, won't you come to Chicago? Won't you come to Traverse City and, and visit?" I said, "Okay." And I'm packing, but guys, so you knew how how God told Adam, uh, Abraham, go. Mm-hmm. That's what came in my head. I'm stop packing everything up. It wasn't a visit. <laughs> you were coming and you were staying. I was coming. So I did that and it was a, I was at a place that you had to be homeless to get into this place. So I got into it and there was another guy. He's my height, everything. And I seen him. I gave him all my, sh- not all my shoes, gave him all my shoes, my, my coats. I had me a uh, Stratford. I just got it. And I gave him, I gave it to him, gave him all my shirts, everything, anything that I could, I, I get, and I, I could put in the bag, and I took it. So I came here. When I came here, I had to talk to, I had to get a cancer doctor, I had to get a neurologist, I had to get all of that, and then I went to church. And I went to church, and that's when I called my niece and I told her, hey. Bring me all the rest of my clothes. I'm not coming back. Right? <laughs> wow! So, so I stayed here, and I still was gonna. I was gonna. I was gonna leave because, because my background, I couldn't get no. I couldn't get me an apartment because it says equal opportunity up there. But they didn't. They didn't. Mm-hmm. They didn't want. They'd say, "Okay, you want a place?" I say, "Yeah, but we don't want you." Basically, you know, you got a background. They didn't know who I was, so I just sat there. I was getting ready to leave. And then my favorite verse is, trust God with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, right? So that's my, that's 
Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. So when I did, so when I did, I just sat there at my nephew's house. And uh, I just sat there. I was getting around looking at the, I had the keys from Chicago. And then I called a preacher. He's in prison ministry too. You know, so he called me and he gave me my favorite scripture, trusting God. Because I'd say, I'm getting ready to leave, you know. Why did you come? Why did you go? You know, he said, you need to, start, you need to trust in God. Start leaning on your own understanding. I'm telling him, that's my favorite verse. So I said, okay. Then I called my sister. My sister tells me the same thing. You know, he said, you came. You went there to turn your life around, right? So why are you wait? Why are you, why are you leaving? If you leave, why if you leave? What if you leave and you miss your blessing? You don't know what God got planned for you. Stay there. You know, don't, 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 don't come back here. Don't do it. Mm. So I, so I, what I did, that's when I went, went over there to the Aspen Hills. And I told the lady my testimony, what would happen. Then October 1st, again, I got <laughs> into that place. You know, God is working. But this time, I'm man, I got out that. With you on October 1st. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm going to call you on October 1st with all my prayer lists. <laughs> Sorry, man. That was bad. That was yeah. Because when I, when, I, when I did it, you know, when I talked to my prayer boss, she said, you know, I, well, you got to be specific. You know, you can't say, I want a prayer. I want this. I want that. God just going to give you this. He's going to give you that. But I told him I want me an apartment five minutes from the church. You know, I want me a. A one bedroom house. I want one bedroom apartment. It's possibly give me a house. I was I was going all in this time, <laughs> but uh, God gave me all what I needed mm. right there, five minutes, five minutes from my church, and uh, I just I just thank God every day. Mm. Now, you know, cause I'm I'm happy now. I used to be wearing dark colors all the time. Then used to have. Didn't even watch him like my mirror. I didn't look at mirrors because I didn't like what I saw, mm. you know. And when I got out one time, when I got out, I got, I got out my first place. I got my place. I got me. I found a, a big. I'm six feet. I'm six two. I found me a, a a mirror. My height. I put it up against the wall, and I sat there and I said, "God is good." <laughs> <laughs> I did that. I sat there for about, I sat there for a minute. <laughs> I sat there and I turned and I moved it to another side. I sat there again. I said, God is so good. <laughs> because I, I said, mm. I like, it's been a long time since mm. looking at myself. Mm. Now, the way I am. And so I just, when I came here, it was, I had cancer again. I went through it again. I was in 2018. I went through it again. It's, it's got worse because I had anal cancer. You know, that's why I had to help my, I had a little pad, I need some extra padding. Mm -hmm. So I, so I went through that, went through it again. And I came here, but this time I wasn't by myself. God was with me. God was with me all the time. Mm -hmm. I had brothers and sisters, but they had their own lives. So this time I had me an advocate, you know? So I talked to her. She said, well, Pepe, all you got to do is get well. And I'm going to give you, you'll give me, she got me a nutritionist. You got me a, therapist when I was doing the chemo a lady came up to me and she said you want a massage I said how much that cost right but she said no nah, this all this in the house I could go they give me a well I'm going mm -hmm. to chemo she massaged my neck then and then and uh at the 
Cancer Center in Traverse City, they got a place you could go in there, you could pray. That's on the second floor where you do the where you do chemo. Mm-hmm. So I went up in there. I did. I did that, and then next, you know, uh, I overcame the first time. Then this time, overcame it again. But I had to do my last radiation. It was I had to do it. Only thing is, my right side, the the nerves. I mean, it was so much pain. I I know what it was going on. So, but I had to do that last treatment. I said, but I couldn't. You know, because I thought it was like being up in there 15 minutes. It's only five minutes. It felt like it was 15. So I couldn't. So I got up. And I said, man, I can't. I can't. I can't lay in there because this thing hurts. I mean, it's the pain all through my legs. But then, because uh, when you got the people who talk you to put you to sleep, they don't mess around on the weekends. But then somehow my doctor, she talked to the doc. She talked to him. And he came. He put, put me into the, took me in. And uh, I sat there. I was able to do my MRI. He had to put me to sleep. So they put me to sleep, and I was able to do it. But then when I did that, when it came back, all the thing came back, the cancer was gone. Mm-hmm. Again, I said, okay, right on. So that's when I started reading my Bible, started getting closer. I said, I want to get me a prison. I want to get into prison ministry. So I was trying. When I tried, when I came in here, I was trying it, but I had got I had cancer. I was going to go to Newberry, you know, to prison. Mm. But I couldn't because I couldn't walk. I was in a walk. I was in a, I had a walker. Mm-hmm. So I, I got, when I did that, I never stopped about thinking about going into prison ministry. So I kept going. I kept going. And uh, then I hit that, and I overcame the second cancer. This happened in 2019. That's when it cancer again, you know. But this time, they told me stage four, that stage four cancer. And I said, man. So you know what it was? You know what, it, what I was doing? What I was thinking, you know, I wasn't thinking about the pain, uh, the cancer. See, I got cancer. I know I got cancer. I know that's, that's the most hardest thing, knowing that you got it. Mm-hmm. The thing is, what are you going to do now? You know? So what I did, I just, I'm going to lean on God. You know, I'm going to lean on him. That's when I got into him even even more. You know, so I started reading it. I started studying. I started doing it every day. But me, by me having a seizures, I mean a stroke, I can't mm-hmm. contain it. So so I went to a stroke a speech therapist here. So she taught me I had, I had a problem with what I read. I can't, I can't digest it. Mm. You know, so I got to get just little bits of it. I have to go over it over and over and over and over again before I go to the next, you know, mm-hmm. the reading, writing, all of that stuff, you know, because sometimes I can't know like a dishwasher, like a dishwasher. If I can't get it out, how are you gonna how are you gonna tell the person what's what's going on? So I told him, hey, it's just a little box. You put dishes in there and mm, push the button. <laughs> 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 so I I do that. It, it just, it takes a lot, yeah. you know, so I just, so then I just had to be, because, you know, I had to be kind, you know, got to love, love others, even though I'm going through things, you know, I didn't realize till now that, you know, God gives you, you go through a lot of things. I went through cocaine, I went through drugs, mm-hmm. I went through this. See, I went, I was in Chicago, when I got out, when I got out of prison, I wanted to be in prison ministry, because what them two dudes said. 
but you know I wasn't ready yet. Mm. I didn't know that. You know, I just God have you God have you go through things. I went through camp. I went through seizures, mm. strokes, aneurysms, overcame drugs, and not I had cancer one, two, three, and now this is the fourth time. I went through cancer, and he said, God, God, God is preparing you for something. I don't know what it is. So when I overcame, when I did the CAT scans, the CAT, the, uh, the doctor gave me not one, but three CAT scans. He didn't believe that the cancer was gone. <laughs> so what he said, he said, now I'm going to give you a PET scan. I said, you did three CAT scans. He said, you, you're going to zero in on it. I said, okay. I don't know. He just... He said, I, I don't know what's wrong with him. So I just, I did the PET scan. Now it's all, it's all gone. Praise God. So he tells me, he said, Pepe, you want to do it for a whole year? I said, hold on, wait a minute, man. He said, I said, I'm, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm done. Then you say I was, I was healed. I said, okay. He said, what if it comes back? I said, you know what? You know, I've been doing this, been through this three times already. You know, it's time for me to lean on God, you know? We all got to go sometime, you know, but I know I got a God who's going to, who's going to watch over me. You know, if I, if I go, as long as I know, I'll be with him, but I hope I can stay here for a little while, you know? So that's when I learned, that's how I learned how to really lean on him and trust in him. And it's not about me. It's about, it's about God, what I could do for him. And so I overcame that. With the, with the, all through that. Now he couldn't see, he couldn't see the cancer. It's gone completely out of my, it's all gone. You know, so I did through four times and I got through it. And I just, I'm just so happy. You know, I feel good. You know, nothing doesn't bother me like it used to. You know, like, you know, it's, it's just amazing when you really trust in God mm. and stop leaning on your own understanding. Just, just trust in him. Mm. You know, and just and just keep going forward. You know, so I just I just thank God for all He's done for me. You know, so I just kept going. Then I said, I want to be in prison ministry. I need me to get in prison ministry. Help me, help me. I need some prison ministry. Then next, you know, I'm sitting there at at, at the coffee shop. I was talking to a guy. Come to find out, every time I talked to this guy, his name was Tom. He's a preacher. And then he comes out. And I told him I want to be in prison ministry. He said, Man. I'm in prison ministry. I said, God, I, I want to say, God, help me. I want to be in prison ministry. Show me if this is what you want me to do. Help me. Next thing you know, I, got, I met one preacher. Then I met another preacher. Uh, then this lady named Emily. Emily? Emily Wade. Wade. I'm talking to her because I talked to him about this lady about, uh, uh, about my, prayer, my, my, my testimony. Uh, she wrote it. She she's an author. She gave me a. She did my. She did my testimony. Testimony. I said it's O'Neill. I forgot her name. I'm so pumped up. I forgot. No, that's all right. No, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, see, I did my testimony, and then when I was when I was going through all that pain, on the third time, she told me to uh, fill out, find a lot of healing scriptures. So I did. A lot of healing scriptures all around, she told me. I did all that. I did all that. Every time I looked around, I was, I was, I was singing, I was saying, you know, talked about the, the lady with the issue of blood mm -hmm. for 12 years. And the lady was 
crippled for 18 years. You know, and see all that. She had faith, mm. you know. And then I said, I could do all things through God who strengthened me. You know, I'd, all these, every time around, I looked around them and I seen them. I said, man, I'm, I'm done. Mm. I'm, I kept going. You know, just keeping my mind focused on God. You know, just like what Jesus did with Testament, with, with, when he was temp, tempted with, with Sam, Satan had him up there. Mm-hmm. But I did, he used the word, yeah. the word of God. So what I'd use, scriptures but she said don't just say it to yourself say it out loud and claim it so that's what i did mm-hmm. and then the doctor tells me i'm getting ready to, i'm getting ready to retire you know but won't you keep doing this another doctor coming he studied trying to push me into getting go to chemo and stuff again i said no nah, man i'm done matter of fact i'm not coming here no more you know i'm a, i'm gone if you want me to, I'll go, and I talk, talk to my doctor. I said, my primary care doctor, if you want me to, I'll go get me a colonoscopy if you want. But I might not do that, you know. If I I'm, if I'm really trust and believe in God, I'm good, you know. I'm good. I'm 65. I'll be 66. I, I'm just, God, God bless me already. Hmm. I just want some more time, which hmm. he's given me, you know. I'd say, give me, give me 70 or 75. I'm gone. I'm all good. <laughs> <laughs> and you're doing prison ministry now too, right? Yeah. Uh, is this, is this where you met Tim? Yep. Through, uh, Tim was an inmate when he first got, Tim, let's talk about your hard time. Yeah. Emily. Okay. Emily. Yeah. Yeah. Emily's a friend of mine, her and her husband. And, uh, said, you got to meet Pepe. And I had lost my partner in the ministry uh, during COVID. He was no longer able to serve together. And I was doing it by myself. Uh, everybody this else, is just in Traverse City. In Traverse City at the Grand Traverse Trail. And um, I've been doing that Bible study now for the last 27 years. And so um, I, uh, I was looking for a partner. And I've been specifically praying for a man of color. I, I wanted somebody who was indigenous or black or Latino because it's the most integrated spot in Grand Traverse County is that jail. It, and uh, and I wanted somebody who'd been in prison. I wanted somebody who has recovered, somebody that found the Lord. And 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 I sat down with Pepe and, oh, and I wanted somebody who could sing. <laughs> check, and, check, just, check. And he prayed on October 1st. <laughs> <laughs> and so I like Pepe. And so I had, uh, we had so many hoops, so many hoops because um, understandably they don't want felons as chaplains in the Grand Traverse Jail. Now, that doesn't make any sense to me. That doesn't make sense to me either. But uh, the reason is they like us white guys that have never been in trouble. Oh, great. At least that they know about. And yeah. We get eaten alive in there. And so um, they, I, I, we went through, Pepe went through the six-hour class, the, yeah. the uh, criminal background check, the fingerprinting, the whole bit. But they still wouldn't let him in. So I just signed him up. You're going in with me on Tuesday. And, I'm, and I sent a note to the sheriff that Pappy's coming. So they had to have a last minute meeting. <laughs> and so they still making us go through hoops. They won't give him the, uh, the chaplain badge yet, but we're going to keep showing up and keep doing that. I can that. make you one probably. And, <laughs> we but, know some people. But we also gave Pappy another job. So we have a couple houses in Traverse City, Jamie's house, which houses women's coming out mm-hmm. of jail. And, uh, and then we have a new one that's just opening up. We have our first person in there. It's called the Freedom House, and it's for men. And Peppy, uh, you're doing uh, the screening, right? Yeah, I'm running a running a running a house. 
and run in the house. So Pepe awesome. is running Freedom House now. Yeah. Awesome. So you went from being in a cell with 20 men for three years under a leader. Now this is a different kind of house and you're the leader. Yeah, the thing is, I was the ones who going in that place. Mm. Now, it's, everything is just flipped. Yeah. yeah. And took my That's life so around. Yeah, I love it. I don't know. As, as I hear your story, I just think about like the, the the scripture in John four, the woman going to the well, and Jesus finally can keep coming here. But until you drink from this, you're still going to be thirsty. And I think that your life is just this picture of like, man, I'm going to keep trying this thing, and then finally, yeah. the Spirit of God got a hold of you. And it's, I mean, that thirst has been it's yeah. one that He's continuing to provide. I, I love it. It's been yeah. a blessing just to hear your story and hear how God's using just your. Perseverance, my goodness, man, you're tougher than most. I'll tell you that. That's, yeah. I, that's I love it. Took it took a took a lot. You yeah. know, you just got to keep just got to keep going. Yeah, keep smiling. Yeah, you know, that's good. Being worried about anything is that's what I got on my back on my shirt. Do not let your circumstances determine your mm-hmm. your your attitude. Mm. So you got to be smile. Yeah, don't worry me. about things. Yeah, you know, I'm. I'm. It's funny you you said that that it made you think of Christ with the woman at the well. I'm I'm thinking about Jesus. I think it was the pool of Bethsaida, mm. where um, they the waters would be stirred, and then they would be this rush to be the first one in the water to get healed, and all these sick people. Maybe some of them are addicts. We don't know, and they're around the pool, and Jesus sees one guy laying there. Mm-hmm. who can't walk, he can't do anything. Um, and just listen to your story about how how many times you just, like the words came to my mind, were helpless and hopeless. Mm. You got addiction, um, it's this recurring thing. And Jesus looks at the man and says, do you want to be healed? Which is the craziest question <laughs> you could ever ask. The guy's laying there and his response was, I can't get to the water. You know, essentially, you know, what you said that prayer was in that um, where where you used to play ball, where you said, I need some help. Mm. And uh, it was like the first time it's like, I'm looking at you. And then that series of events that from finding the church to Sister Anna, was that her name? Yeah. Yeah. To God telling you like Abram. Go to Traverse City, <laughs> which man, it, Lord, just send me to Florida. <laughs> you know, but, go, but hey, go to Traverse City and then sticking with it, you know, and even the people in your life still telling you, um, God moved you there for the reason you need to stay there. And so, you know, now you're part. So, so Lighthouse Church of God was the church that that you found in yeah. Traverse City, yeah. and then the prison ministry is Keys to Freedom, mm-hmm. yeah. right. and that's the one that you're both a part of now. Yeah, love it. It's just an unbelievable story. Yeah. I mean, it should be believable by now, yeah. because we all know how great God is, yeah. but I just love hearing it again, because it's like living, breathing testimony right in front of me. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, because you know, me, you know, when I, where I've been, I met two guys, I went to a retreat, I went to a retreat, it's about 20, 30 guys. You know, his, uh, the guy's name is David, David Geyers, and he's, uh, he's not a preacher, but uh, he got us all together. And then out of, out of, out of them, it was it's five of us get together. All these guys, is, they got, all of them got businesses. It's me. Hmm. I'm, I, called, I told him one time, man, you know, man, y'all, y'all, I'm here with y'all, man. Y'all, you know, I used to, came with, I used to kick it with guys 
all we was doing was drinking, smoking dope, and doing everything, man. But now with y'all, we not drinking, we not doing anything. I'm kicking with y'all, y'all business people, and look at me, hmm. you know, and y'all welcome me. They didn't say anything about, because they knew what I went. I told them. I tell them right in the door, hmm. this is me. This is who I am. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they just, and I said, man, I got them. Now I met Tim. Hmm. I met a lot of preachers, you know, because I said, I want people to, who's going to go on the same path I'm on, hmm. you know. Yeah. So I was telling Jim, Tim, I was watching, a, watching something on my phone. You know, it's a, it's a journey. I know what the destino- destiny is, destination is. It's the journey. But all we going through, we going through, I did all this. I got through this. I got through that. You know, we got a chance to sit back and see. Every time I look at them, look at myself, man, look, I'm still living. <laughs> I'm doing things. Now, I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm now in prison. I'm in a jail. Now they called me two days ago. They wanted me to go into the uh, Carriage Prison Ministry. They wanted me to, to join the Carriage Prison Ministry. To go into the prisons and the jails. Mm. I said, man, all you got to do is be patient. Yeah. You know, and I just, Love it's, it. it's, it's good. Yeah, but you were all those businessmen, but you got business. Yeah. It's just a different kind of business. Yeah. yeah. You're on God's business. Yeah. Because, you I know, when, when you don't know. It's just a different business. Yeah, it's a better one. You don't know when you don't know. You think you don't, you're not, I don't, I'm just me. Yeah. What, what, I, what can I, what can I use? I can't, not nothing. Basically. But I know. God say I'm, I'm more. Hmm. I am I am somebody. Amen. You know, yeah. I can yeah. do it. That's why I like that word. I can do all things. But let's talk Bob talk. Paul's talking about all the pain he's going through. I went through this. I went through that. But with God, I could do I could do anything. Hmm. But I just now I just I love God. I can I'm not gonna let nothing bother me. Hmm. Letting stuff worry. Let stuff worry you. That's that's taking a lot of energy. I just want to be be nice. Yeah, I love it. It really, I mean, to bring it full circle too for the for our listeners. I mean, it's completely um, reiterating, firming up. I mean, where we're where we're at as a church with our subvision of seeking first, seek first. And it's just this this beautiful picture of a life that is one that was chaos and uncontrolled to pain and difficulty, but. In the story of where we begin to see is it's like, man, I just you you continued to seek the Lord. And it was difficult for cancers, aneurysm, but it's like from that day at the park, and I imagine moving forward, right? It was just, no, I'm going to seek first the kingdom of God and just seeing how he says, don't worry, tomorrow's got enough. Just be here today. And I think that that's a beautiful testimony and picture of what a life of seeking first can be, that you've went from the guy that's sleeping in the shelter to the guy that's running the shelter, the guy that was in the prison getting ministered to, to now you're in the prison doing the ministering. And I think that all of that comes full circle mm. because why? Because you seeked first the kingdom of God yeah. and he took care of the rest because he's God and we're not. And I think that that's a beautiful picture just of how your life, your yes to Jesus over a long time, the kind of that long obedience in the same direction and how all of that has led to this kind of this time and place and moment. And now, I mean, you're, you affected and changed my life today just hearing your faithfulness and how you've walked through difficulty. And I love the reminder that you gave just to me. This is something I learned, Tab Podcast family, when you said it was scripture. When Jesus was tempted, it was the word. Mm-hmm. And I think so often so many people get to this place of, God, help me, praying. All, and it's like, I've given you everything you need. Will you just remember it? 
And it's that when Jesus is faced with that temptation, for me, when I'm faced with hardship and difficulty and temptation, there's already words there. Yeah. I just need to remember them. I need to proclaim them. I need to live in the victory that he's already secured. So I love that, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Thanks for ministering to me today. You made my morning better. <laughs> it's a gray day in northern Michigan, and now I get to leave. I might need to change out all black. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's scripture. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's scripture and find a sister Anne. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Or a brother Andrew. Yeah. Just, just something. Yeah. Some, somebody that can disciple you like that. Or text yeah. me. I'll give you Tim Manzer's number. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, Tim. <laughs> Tim, we got work for you. I talked to a guy. The guy I am his uh, mentor in to the ministry. And, there you go. And it, it, there's one more verse I want to throw out. We're supposed to comfort where we've been comforted. <laughs> yeah. By the way, when I am in, and they missed you, I was in jail uh, yeah. Tuesday night without you. And uh, they're like, where's Pepe? And <laughs> sorry, and Pepe's at a Bible class. And, uh, but uh, I, comfort where you've been comforted. Mm-hmm. These guys, these gals in jail, listen to him because, well, he knows what he's talking about. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's been, been there, there and done that. Yeah. 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 I love that. The yeah. testimony, I mean, you know, just listen to you talk about, I mean, look at me, I got nothing. But with God, you got everything, Amen. you know? And yeah. and uh, um, none of us really anything. I don't care if you're a vice lord with a doctorate yeah, um, or an addict uh, trying to make his way at 65 or just any one of us. But with God, he can make something out of nothing. Yeah. You know, and so then my nothing because becomes something because of, you know, because of him. Yeah. And so, yeah, so you can have people in your life. What's her name? The author, her name, Lori J. O'Neill. She's, she's encourages me mm-hmm. and my prayer partners in Chicago. She texts me every once in a while. Lori calls me to text me something. She gave mm-hmm. me a scripture, John 10, 10. You know, yeah. when I overcame cancer, she gave me, she, she sent me John 10, 10. I put that on my, on my wall. I've I've come that you might have life and have it to the full and have it in abundance. Yeah. Amen. Love it. So I I do have to ask this. In Chicago, they called you Bobby. My my brothers and sisters called me that. So your name is Robert Martin. No. Peppy. Peppy. Peppy Martin. But then they called you Bobby. Yeah. I I figured, you know, because I have 10 brothers. (laughs) I had 10 brothers and I'm in the middle. I guess my mother got tired of thinking (laughs) of numbers. (laughs) Peppy. Peppy. Oh, I love it. I want it. you to be Peppy. Because yeah. you know, back in those days, you know, the doctor come, you go there and deliver you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, was delivered, I was delivered at home. Yeah. You know, and uh, I never, I never wasn't crazy about the name, but now I love, I like the name. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's unique. Yeah, I love right, it. Right above the mirror? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Man, thank you so That's much. awesome. Man. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for coming. Thanks for being a part of the podcast. Thanks for Really appreciate yeah, you. Thanks for being faithful. You thanks might have for... to come to the tab and sing. Yeah, I know. I need to introduce him, Victoria. Tim, you thank hear you. hear some of his soul songs. Just you keep... guys did not hear that. That wasn't soul? That was soul, but oh. he, he has some Bible uh, oh, nice. soul songs that uh, he can pull up gospel songs yeah. I have never heard because I'm not part of that culture. Right. Yeah. right. But mine was, uh, you know, when I went to prison, you know, I get a, you know, you get a song, I don't know where it come from. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. It's uh, it's just I think it's just the the chorus. Mm. I I try to find it. How I meant it. I'm in the prison. And this song just popped in my head. I knew change gonna come. I knew that. Mm-hmm. But this song I don't know where it come from. I just man. I just I'm trying to find it. I thought it was uh, Cleophas Robinson Jr. and his and his and he got a son. I thought it was him. I don't know who it was. 
And it's uh it goes like when, when you feel all alone and your friends when your friends have left you alone, your heart, when your heart feels sad and blue, just remember, Jesus cares for you, for he, he's the one who will always care for you. When the storm clouds are raging on the deep hills down the side, God cares for you. Where that come from, I don't even know. <laughs> it comes from your soul. I uh, love it. Love it. That Man. is epic. Oh, that's such a blessing. Thank you so much. I'm not even going to ruin it with anything else. Tab Podcast family, thanks for listening. We're glad to be back. We will see you, you. next week. This is Tim, Peppy, John, Benji, and Britton signing off. Thank you.